Thank you for listening today. Dr. Lori Hess is a leading exotic animal veterinarian with a busy veterinary practice in Bedford Hills, New York. If you need more information on any Zupreme product or have questions for Dr. Lori, go to our website at www.zupreme.com where you can contact us. Make sure to follow us on Facebook for more information on upcoming podcasts, education, and Facebook fun. Welcome to the Zoo Nation podcast channel brought to you by Zupreme. Zupreme makes healthy food for pet birds, rabbits, guinea pigs, and ferrets. If you're listening today, your home has probably experienced the love and happiness of owning a non-traditional or exotic pet. We know it's a zoo in your home sometimes. Here's Dr. Lori now to help you learn more about the care of that special pet in your home. Hi, I'm Dr. Lori Hess, Director of Pet Health and Nutrition at Supreme, and you're listening to podcast number 43. Today, we're going to talk about a really important topic for small animals like guinea pigs and rabbits and all the little rodents, and that is hay. Now, that may seem like a very strange topic, but if you're one of these animals, it's probably the most important thing in your life. Hay is a really, really critical nutrient for these animals. Um, it's what keeps their intestinal tract happy, and it's what keeps their teeth happy, and it's what keeps them healthy and strong. So if you have one of these pets, you want to be really, really familiar with the benefits of hay. Hay uh, comes in all different varieties. The, probably the most common type of hay we know about is Timothy hay. Um, it's, it's grown in all the fields all around the country. Um, but there are other types of hay as well, alfalfa hay, uh, a little higher in calcium, a little higher in protein uh, than Timothy. Uh, there uh, are other kinds of hay like meadow hay and oat hay, there's straw. All of these things are fiber. Now why is fiber so important if you're one of these animals? Well. These animals are all herbivores, meaning they eat vegetable matter um, in their diet, and they also, a lot of them, have continuously growing teeth. So rabbits and guinea pigs, um, chinchillas, uh, other smaller rodents have continuously growing teeth, and they really need to chew fiber uh, for a prolonged period as they eat to wear down those teeth as they come in. In the wild, these animals are eating sort of rougher shrubbery and grasses, higher fiber elements than we feed them in captivity as pets. And so in the wild, they're easily wearing down these teeth, these open-rooted teeth as they're called, or hypsodont teeth, which means that, that they continuously grow, unlike our teeth that erupt, you know, when we're little kids and come in and then stop growing. Um, even through adulthood in these animals, their teeth grow continuously. So it's really, really important that as they eat and as they chew their food, their hay, um, they chew it for a prolonged time to wear down the surfaces of their teeth so their teeth don't grow, get too long and hit inside their mouth and kind of smash into each other, um, which is something unfortunately we do see quite a bit. In fact, in chinchillas, it's extremely common um, because in the wild, they're chewing really rough shrubbery. And in captivity, when they're not getting that kind of roughage in their diet, their teeth really do become impacted into their jawbone, into their gums. It gets very, very painful. And it's kind of like having impacted wisdom teeth, like we do, we all get, you know, unfortunately, a lot of us get uh, as human beings, as adults. But for chinchillas, it's often all of their teeth, which can be a very, very painful situation. 
situation and something that unfortunately, you know, their teeth are not loose. So it's really hard to take them out. So we end up actually having to give them just pain relievers and anti-inflammatories and softer foods um, for the rest of their lives once their teeth become impacted. So how can we prevent this impaction from happening? How can we prevent uh, guinea pigs from having overgrowth of their teeth to the point that their tongue on the bottom of their mouth gets entrapped between these, this bridge of teeth that grows over their tongue, which we actually do see in guinea pigs? You know, how do we prevent rabbits from having all kinds of uh, abscesses and problems develop in their mouth from having uh, overgrown teeth that hit each other and form sharp edges because they overgrow in their mouth? Um, and then the little sharp edges can cut their tongue, can cut their gums, and ultimately potentially contribute to infection and abscess formation in their mouth, big pockets of infection that require surgery. So these are all the, the consequences of not having enough hay in terms of the dental problems that these animals develop. So hay is obviously very important. The way we prevent all these problems from happening, you know, to the best that we can, is to provide these animals unlimited amounts of hay. So hay should be the basis of their diet. Um, it's very, very important. You know, hay is also very, very high in fiber. And not only does it have benefits in terms of the gastro, in terms of the dental things that it provides, the dental benefits it provides, but also in terms of the gastrointestinal benefits. Um, these animals, as I mentioned, are herbivores, which means that they ferment their food. They're kind of like Oh, they're kind of like cows or horses inside. You know, we compare a, a rabbit to that kind of digestion that a, a cow or a horse might have and that they digest uh, fiber, high fiber, and their intestinal tract actually separates out the digestible particles of fiber from the indigestible particles of fiber. And they use that fiber, uh, the, the bacteria in their intestinal tract uses that really great fiber in their GI tract, in their stomach, and in their intestines um, to absorb all kinds of nutrients, very, very important to their growth, their health, their prevention of disease. So not only do we need to have a lot of fiber in these animals' diets for their teeth, but also for their gut, for their GI tract. Um, without that kind of fiber, what ends up happening is a lot of times these animals eat either too much fat or too much carbohydrate, and the, the motility or the motion of food passing along through their intestinal tract slows down, and they develop all kinds of abnormal bacteria since their bacteria are now not fermenting all that healthy fiber they should be getting. But basically, the bacteria uh, changes in their intestinal tract, and a lot of gas-producing bacteria come in when they're not getting enough fiber. It's a situation we call GI stasis or gastrointestinal stasis or slowing down stasis of the GI tract. And all those gas producing bacteria come in, produce a lot of gas, make them feel really uncomfortable, these animals. Um, with all that gas in their, in their belly, they just don't want to eat anymore. They're painful and they get horribly dehydrated now because they're not eating. Um, they have very voluminous or very large intestinal tracts and they pull a lot of water out of their GI tracts normally to uh, go to the rest of their body, to their kidneys and their liver and their brain and their heart and their circulation. Now that they're not getting um, you know, enough of that water because they're not eating it when they have this GI stasis condition, um, they get terribly dehydrated and a lot of that bacteria that builds up those gas producing bacteria in the intestinal tract produce a lot of toxic materials that get absorbed into the body, into the bloodstream, and potentially if left untreated, this can 
can be a life-threatening condition, which is why we advise people so strongly that if your animal, your rabbit, your guinea pig, your chinchilla uh, is not eating well uh, and, and really stops uh, producing a lot of stool or it slows down or the stool gets very small, that that is an emergency situation even within a day. It's not like a dog or a cat that can go, you know, a three, four days without eating very much. Rabbits and guinea pigs, chinchillas, all of these animals are great pets, but when they get into that situation, they must be treated by a veterinarian as soon as possible to rehydrate them and get that intestinal tract moving with syringe feeding. So that's something if you do have one of these animals, we've talked about gastrointestinal uh, stasis in a previous podcast, but it's something so important to speak with your, your veterinarian about. So the best way to prevent this horrible GI stasis condition from happening is to provide unlimited amounts of fiber in the form of hay, as we said. Now, again, I mentioned some different types of fiber. Not all fiber and not all hay is created equal. Um, they all, the different types of hay do have different types of nutrients. Alfalfa, for example, is a great hay if you are a growing animal because it has a little, uh, a lot more calcium in it than Timothy hay. It also, it also has uh, a few more calories. So if you're growing, you know, that's great. Or if you're a lactating mother, um, and you're providing milk to your babies, do you need a little more calcium in your diet? you need a little more calories? So alfalfa is great if you're growing, if you're lactating. It's not great, and you don't really need all that added calories and, and that added uh, calcium if you're an adult animal that, you know, isn't growing, um, isn't producing milk. So alfalfa is great for young animals, juvenile animals, um, pregnant moms, but uh, we want to limit it in the diet of adults because too much calcium can sediment out into kind of a sandy material in the bladder and potentially contribute to calcium-based bladder stones. We want to prevent that by limiting calcium in the diet. Um, and we also, you know, don't need all those calories. And we, if we're feeding too much alfalfa, we might gain a little too much weight if we're not growing. So um, there are other types of hay, as I mentioned before. Um, there's oat hay that's lower in calcium, lower in calories. There's meadow hay, which tends to be a little softer, a little greener, um, a little sweeter. And it's great to provide your bunny, uh, your ch uh, chinchilla, your guinea pig with a variety of hay just to be make it interesting for them because sometimes they'll get they'll get bored. Um, we don't want them to stop eating that really, really important uh, fiber material, that hay in their diet. Now, what else should we be feeding beside hay? As I said, hay should be the basis of their diet, but they do need some um, smaller amounts of pellets in their diet to provide some micronutrients uh, and also to provide some taste. Um, a lot of times these animals love their pellets because those pellets are made out of carbohydrates and we all love carbohydrates. But what happens when we eat too many carbohydrates? We gain too much weight, and the same thing happens with our little bunnies and our guinea pigs and our chinchillas. So we don't want to feed an excess amount of carbohydrate. Um, usually for a rabbit, I say no more than about a quarter to maybe half a cup of pellets per four to five pounds of bunny per day. So um, if you have a four-pound rabbit or a five-pound rabbit, again, no more than quarter to a half a cup of pellets per day. Um, and you do want to feed straight 
great pellets without a lot of other added things like seeds or raisins or dried fruit, any of those things. Um, a straight pellet, you know, if they have some dried vegetable material um, or dried herbs, that's one thing because those contribute to the, the fiber in the diet. But the other stuff like raisins um, and sugary dried fruit, that just slows down the passage of food again through the GI tract because that's, that's a lot of carbohydrate in there and we don't need that added carbohydrate. So a base diet of hay with some added pellets and then, you know, fresh vegetables that provide also a source of fiber and a lot of water and a lot of hydration for that very large voluminous GI tract, as I mentioned before. Um, that's really what you want to be feeding your guinea pig, your rabbit, um, your chinchilla very, very important because they really rely on proper nutrition for healthy teeth and a healthy GI tract. Without these, they can get into all kinds of dental problems, gastrointestinal problems, and those are probably the main problems that I see these animals for in my veterinary practice. Um, so, you know, it, it, giving them that variety, that amount of hay to kind of graze on all day, it keeps them happy. Some people use hay as bedding. Um, some people use hay as litter in the litter box. You can use uh, the different varieties of hay for bedding and for litter. I personally like to use it specifically for feeding. I think it might get a little confusing to them, but, um, you know, I use paper-based litter in the litter box um, and uh, paper-based bedding and uh, then I feed hay separately. And I like to feed hay in a little feeder kind of off uh, the ground of the cage. They make little feeders that attach to the side of the cage and I think it keeps it neater and that way it doesn't fall all down you know, on the floor. And I know it can be a little pain for people because hay can get messy. Um, but uh, it, it's very important in their diet. And looking for a very high fiber pellet, um, that's a great way to go too. You know, uh, Zupreme is now making fiber long pellets, which is a terrific uh, type of pellet in the sense that it has long strand fibers in it, just like pieces of hay truly in the pellet. So that the animal, as it chews the pellet, really spends a long time chewing that long strand of fiber in the pellet. It's not just eating a crumbly little pellet that, that crumbles under you know the weight of its teeth um, and doesn't contribute to the wearing down of the teeth the way that long strand fiber in the pellet or long strand fiber in hay does. And also that long strand fiber in fiber long is, is great in terms of um, proper digestion in the GI tract. So hay is so, so critical. Um, and I hope I've given you a little bit of enlightenment as to this important nutrient um, in your bunny and your guinea pig and your chinchilla's diet. Now, if you have specific questions um, about hay, about nutrients, about nutrition in general, um, remember that when you're listening to Zoo Nation you, throughout these episodes, you can look at our Zupreme Facebook page where we're gonna have posts before every show where you can ask these specific questions for me to answer on the show. And you'll also see some sneak peeks to episodes there that you may have missed. Um, if you do have very specific questions about your animal, you can certainly feel free to contact us at 1-800-345-4767 or at customercare at zupreme.com. This is Dr. Lori Hess, and I really want to thank you today for listening to Zoo Nation. Thank you for listening today. Dr. Lori Hess is a leading exotic animal veterinarian with a busy veterinary practice in Bedford Hills, New York. If you need more information on any Zupreme product or have questions for Dr. Lori, go to our website at www.zupreme.com where you can contact us.